Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Hi, I'm Willie King, and this is the bigger picture. Asia stocks are set to open higher this morning as investors look ahead to more economic data releases this week. And markets are also looking to US President Joe Biden and China's President Xi Jinping to meet in person in San Francisco later this week to discuss strengthening communication and managing competition for the first time in about a year. So let's take a look at how Asia markets are faring right now. The Nikkei is up 0.5%, the Kospi is up 1.1% and Australia is up 0.6%. So joining us on the line as we unpack all of this is Fan V. Leong, CIO of Track Record. Good morning, V. How are you? Hey, I mean, we have been looking at how US markets you know, have, have performed and really driven by the recent look into Moody's outlook into the negative credit rating outlook. Although it has maintained its AAA rating, but it still talks about its ongoing fiscal debt and also having the street divided among banks, being divided among banks on interest rates. I just want to kick off here in our conversation, where do you think rates are going right now? The December FOMC meeting coming up and also next year where peak rates could potentially come down. Yes, I think when we talk about rates, we have to talk about both policy interest rates or longer term interest rates, which is mostly invest implied, that best implied by US bond yields in the longer maturities. So I think what we have seen so far since meeting in September, so we had a meeting in October as well, but since the meeting in September, higher and a longer end uh, bond yields in the US have risen substantially. So right now we stand at, in the 10-year sector and the 30-year sector, we stand at about 0.3% higher than in, since the September meeting. Of course, we reached a peak of more than 50 basis points higher, so more than half a percent higher. But since then, it's higher by 30 basis points, which is at 0.3%. And that means that with longer-term interest rates higher, the likelihood of the Fed and the necessity for the Fed to keep hiking policy interest rates, which is the short-term interest rate, is getting lesser. They have several members of the community have also acknowledged that, that if the longer term interest rates are higher, credit conditions are tighter, monetary conditions are tighter, so there's less need for them to take action on the policy interest rate. I think uh, on the front of the policy interest rates, which is what most people are concerned about, we have likely seen the end of the hiking cycle. I think we have seen peak interest rates in the shorter term, and if uh, the Fed does hike one more time as uh, implied by but their projections in September said they will hike one more time before the end of the year but recently Fed Chair Power also dismissed that uh, played down that possibility saying that projections is now old they're going to come out with new projections in December and that would be more important for the market if I think the Fed has done enough on this front inflation has been coming off faster than expected Uh, inflation expectations are pretty well controlled so if the Fed will continue to talk tough it's likely that they will keep saying that they will hike if necessary but I think the necessity for hike is now pretty much over. Yes, on one side you have the US having peak interest rates here and on the other hand back in Asia which I want to talk about China going the opposite direction where they're keeping domestic rates low and on top of that you know this is really driven by surveys independent surveys right now where they're showing China's consumption rebound is slowing private business confidence has also lost momentum even in the recent month uh, in October and exports numbers were down as well so inflation is 
pretty low so far. I just want to bring one question here, which is also on everyone's mind. Should we worry about the Chinese economy today and how would it impact markets going forward? I think you asked a very, very good question, right? What you've seen so far is the weakness on almost every front. And of course, the, the GDP data was slightly better than expected, but we can never be sure how accurate this data really is, right? Mm. But we do see inflation being much weaker than expected. It, it was a negative printed deflationary. And that's quite important for the rest of the world, right? Because we know that China is the biggest producer of consumer goods for the rest of the world. China is exporting deflation. It's quite hard to see how consumer goods inflation can continue to rise. Of course, we have the diversification of uh, supply lines supply chain having an impact, but still China remains a big exporter to the world. But your question as to should we be worried about the Chinese economy, I think everybody is worried. I think it is quite clear now that the Chinese authorities are very resolute now in boosting the economy. They were more concerned about common prosperity for the last two, three years and more concerned about keeping the Chinese economy closed because of COVID. But now I think the issue of this weakness and high unemployment among the youth is starting to give them a lot of concerns. They are quite vocal and also quite open in declaring the intention to boost the economy. As you said, also, the President Xi and President Biden meeting would be very important because it's not just about China, it's about China and US relations. So this uh, this is a big event coming up this week as well. How long do you think, I mean, like some of this um, economic data, you know, we're talking about a slowdown here. How long do you think this will continue before things to start to get better or starts to recover? Because it has been a while you know, since the reopening, uh, since last year, everyone has been talking about the Chinese recovery, but it doesn't seem to be actually going on too well here. So how long do you think this will continue before things sort of get better? Yeah, this is a million dollar question, right? How long, how long <laughs> is the business last, right? But, but one thing, of course, I don't have an answer for you. Anybody who tells you they have the answer is really making it up, right? But I think we are seeing Chinese markets struggle. Uh, we are seeing a Chinese asset market struggle, Chinese currency also struggling. But short-term bad news is good news in the longer term. And this is why markets are difficult, right? When you look at on the surface, bad news should be bad news. But I think because of the Chinese government's resolve to boost the economy, any short-term bad news will increase and strengthen their resolve. And of course, it's been many years since China has opened up, but there's always many Chinese economy bears. They always think China will blow up at some point, but uh, that, that has not really happened and uh, it's kind of hard to bet, bet against the Chinese economy over the longer run. I think the resolve of the government is pretty much what drives with the direction. They were, they were more resolute in crushing the big companies and making sure common prosperity for all. But their stated aim is now about economic policies and making sure that the economy grows and provides enough jobs for the people. That's likely to happen. cannot give you a timeline, but I think what we are seeing is the more bad news that we get in the shorter term, the more likely they will enforce stronger policies in the medium and longer term. Mm, I just also want to talk about bad news in Asia. You also have the Japanese yen touched a year-to-date low of 151 per dollar. So this is roughly about down 13% this year and also the worst performer of any group of 10 currencies. And really, the Japanese yen is driven by a wide interest rate gap between the US and China and also the Bank of China has further loosened its grip on government bond use last month. So I just want to talk about currency here. What do you think the Japanese yen will continue to weaken further from here? You pointed out correctly 
okay, it is the, the yen weakness, it's result of the divergence between the interest rate policies of all these major economies. Most economies, developed economies are worried about inflation and uh, for some reason, Japanese policymakers are worried about deflation, although inflation has stayed above their 2% target for a lot of months now. They insist that at some point it's going to drop below and because of that, because they continue to ease, they continue to print money, the yen is weakening as a result. So what we have seen is, as you said, yen is the weakest against the dollar since this, this is at the point where we, we saw strong intervention by the Ministry of Finance last year in October. These are the levels that are threatening that, that same intervention levels. That's against the dollar. But against uh, other currencies, for example, euro, this is the level now is 10% weaker than we saw the intervention last year. Against the Korean won, it is uh, around 13% weaker. So uh, on a trade-weighted basis, it, it's really the weakest that we have seen in, in this cycle, right? And uh, in, against some of mo- most of the currencies, it, this is the weakest level since since before the great financial crisis. It's only against the Chinese yen and the dollar that this is the level that it was around last year. And what can stop further weakening? Well, barring a change in uh, monetary policy, the, the Ministry of Finance will have to intervene aggressively to stop the uh, weakening. But even if they do, it's going to be short-term because uh, monetary policy drives currency values over the longer run. It is hard to try to strengthen your currency when you're printing it every day to, to lend it at negative interest rates. So uh, they, the, the only way they, I can see yen strengthening would be a change of monetary policy. And uh, the Bank of Japan still remains stubbornly uh, unwilling to accept that inflation now is above the target and it's time to stop printing money. So it, it's really it's up to them. We have been speaking with Fan V Leong, CIO of Track Record. Thank you so much for your insights, V. Thanks, V. Stay with Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.